What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Sweat Local Podcast brought to you by Movement Strength. My name is Isaac, and we are here once again for another coach's profile, interview, meeting, whatever we want to call it. And uh, this, interv- this individual that I'm, that I'm interviewing today, uh, he's actually been around the gym for, for quite a while. He was interning for uh, quite a bit, and he was referred by Mr. Dalton, so you know he's really good. And, um, he, c- he came to our house the other day to Kate and I's house. And when I saw him like walk through, I'm like, man, this guy is like Dalton jr. He like arrived like on time. <laughs> he was like all done up and dressed all nice. We're we all were like, like, we were like 40 pants. minutes late. <laughs> I know you weren't on time, but that's okay. You were still like, just when you came in, I'm like, Oh my it's my gosh, presence. This yeah. just, he's such a strong presence. <laughs> but anyways, Dylan, the man, the myth, the legend himself. Thank you for making time to hop on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Isaac. I'm very, very excited to be here. I've been waiting for this for months. You have no idea. My heart is racing. Right it's now. so nice. <laughs> why? Why are you so excited? I'm just. I'm excited to talk about myself. Just, <laughs> so I'm just a narcissist. So people get to know me. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the topics of conversation around it's, the gym will be around me, and that's what I want. Of course. <laughs> it's the Dylan show, as it should be. <laughs> oh, you're so awesome. Like even the other day, I'm, so I need to get Dylan another movement strength shirt, and like he reps our current movement strength shirt all the time which makes me smile so i'm like dude i gotta get you another one he's like yeah you do this is my favorite shirt I'm like man i just love you you're so great I just, <laughs> my uh what is it blood sweat and tears goes into this place it's even seriously though, even though i've done nothing pretty much so far but oh, you know no, i'm working no. way way up the you, totem you've pole. done a lot more than you think <laughs> um so i think you've you've heard some of the other podcasts we've done with other some of the other coaches so you have an idea of what we're going to be talking about today um the way I usually like to start things off is really just for our listeners and our members to have a better understanding of who you are, your journey in fitness, and uh, what sort of brought you to movement strength. But to dissect that, my first question is just, who is Dylan and, and why do you have this love for fitness? Uh, well, I think like anybody who kind of started out in this path, it wasn't really linear. Like it's not something I've always thought I wanted to do because it wasn't always a part of my life. Um, I guess I'll start, I'll start from the beginning, maybe kind of like a spark notes version. I don't want to go too in-depth because it's a very long and windy road. Um, we got time. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Okay. <laughs> so I, I began, so I'm, I'm from a small town. It's called Port Elgin. It's about two and a half hours north of London. It's on Lake Huron, pretty nice little beach town. A lot of people from the GTA come up there. It's all like tourist kind of central. So it was a very, very nice place to grow up. Um, always like people in my neighborhood I'm, I'm pretty much best friends with them still today which is awesome um and I grew up playing sports my parents threw me in kind of everything my main sport that I focused on was hockey so I was in there from I think when I was four years old up until I was maybe 14 I was going into mm. midget and my reasoning behind that was I, I quit hockey mainly because I was a smaller kid I was maybe like five six I was a little bit like huskier of a kid so I had some weight and like a lot of good power and and um, balance if I was like really low uh but I just thought I I have like unstable shoulders I was just kind of born loose I subluxed my shoulder swimming when I was like 12 so that was kind of nagging me for a bit and it was kind of awkward to hit and so I, I stopped there just to like prevent myself from getting any more injured and I focused towards my strengths at the time which was academics so I invested a lot of my time into school um, I thought I originally wanted to be some sort of engineer partway through because I really liked math and that was kind of like one of my stronger subjects. I was pretty good at it. So is this like beginning of high school, grade yeah, 10, grade 11? Yeah, let's say start around like, so I, I guess I would have played 
hockey in, in my first year of high school, so ninth grade, and then really started to kind of dial in to get into a good university um, in 10th grade. So started to go through high school. I didn't really play that many, many sports because uh, I was so focused in on that. And I, I had played like a bunch of video games as well with my friends. So I was pretty like sedentary and I didn't really like, I definitely lost some athleticism like within yeah. that two years of quitting hockey. So fast forward a couple of years in my grade 12 year, I did lose a bit of weight at the time. Um, I think I dropped from like 145 to 125 in the summer. I would just kind of like run on my treadmill religiously in my basement. All I really knew was like I had to eat little and exercise a lot to lose weight. So yeah. in my mind, I was probably a little bit bigger, like for my image in the mirror than what was perceived by others. Um, but that kind of altered my perception a bit. So I just kind of went on this downward spiral and, and ended up, I mean, I want to say probably borderline eating disorder, kind of mm -hmm. like semi-anorexic. I was like pretty, pretty skinny, all bone. I really only have like one picture of me at the time uh, when I was like 15 or 16 because I just didn't like really how I looked. Yeah. Um, kind of similar to like how a lot of people get into fitness and exercise. Um, so because I was so invested in my body, I did find I liked a lot more subjects in school related to, say, physiology, exercise, and anatomy. So, uh, and in biology, I never really liked genetics or, or ecology or anything like that. I was, I was really into the bodily systems. So, in my grade 12 year, I took a kinesiology class. It was pretty much all anatomy, and I, I really, really enjoyed it. I invested a lot of my time studying towards that because I found it so fascinating. And I thought, why wasn't this introduced to me before? Yeah. Like you'd think in physical activity curriculums, like they'd throw just like basic things at you. Like this is a pec muscle. This is its function. But it was just kind of like we had one day in gym where we'd go up, lift weights with terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible form <laughs> with, a, with a teacher that barely knows anything yeah. about teaching these types of things. So I began to do a lot more research on my own, just like on bodybuilding.com and a bunch of like influencers on YouTube that just had like specific workouts laid out. So I'd start to follow them. And I really didn't get into the gym probably until that time because my friends were like, Hey, you're not playing any more sports. Like, do you need something to do? I was like, you're right. So went to the gym under the influence of two of my, two of my friends at the time and didn't really know what I was doing. I pretty much, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I just trained like chest and arms because that's all I really knew. Is and there anything else though? Really? Uh, no, <laughs> those are the only important muscle groups. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think so. like you can cover your legs with shorts. So you don't have to, worry. I mean, I don't really have to worry about that. I was pretty blessed with like leg genetics. I know anyways. I'm jealous every single time. <laughs> quads are beautiful. I know. Thanks to Isaac. Appreciate it. Um, so yeah, began to get into a little bit of exercise, um, following a bunch of like influencers. And then I, uh, then I was like, okay, I should probably train my back. So I started training back. I, that's all I would do for like a couple months. Cause I was like, I've hit my chest enough. Like I didn't know anything yeah. about exercise principles at this point. I had no like leader. And sorry, this is grade 12 or is this? Yeah. It's, it's around like grade 12, okay. halfway through the, I'm sorry. I'm like, kind of like all no, over no, the place no, with no, the no. timeline. No, Honestly, good, I'm a good. little bit fuzzy myself about it. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it just all kind of zip by that's so fine. fast. Um, and then I, I've always been like, kind of interested as well like after I did kinesiology I was like hmm, maybe physio would be a good uh, a good path for me because I I was so like so interested in all these like you know muscles and mm -hmm. tendons and stuff like that so around around grade end of my grade 12 year I 
did start to shadow physiotherapy clinics uh, amongst my community because I did a co-op there as well in two physio clinics. So I got a good idea of like kind of what it was all about. I was like, this seems like a good route for me. So I continued to, and I have continued to shadow up until like maybe last year. Um, and then I got into Western after I enjoyed kinesiology and I went from there, still kind of like figuring out what I wanted to do, continued to shadow physios throughout my undergrad. And I just kind of, I don't know if it was maybe the types of physios I was shadowing, but I just kind of turned off by the yeah. whole clinical environment. Um, and then fast forward a couple years later, I happen to meet Dalton. He's a great physio. He aligns with your goals. So maybe if I had sort of mentors like that earlier on, I would be on a different path, but yeah. I'm also grateful that, you know, that's, that's led me here. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to tap. <laughs> just heard a big like, You're not doing anything wrong. So um, you're in your master's now. I'm in my master's, yeah. And uh, what are you, like, what's your master's all about? So relating back to what I said with, like, how I was just improperly exercising yeah. and eating so little, I'm, I'm actually studying body psychology. So Jade, one of the coaches here, she's actually expressed to me, we had this conversation a couple weeks ago, that she wanted to get in under the professor that I'm in now to study, like, body image, yeah. disordered eating, all that type of stuff. I was like, here, I'll give you a, a good word. You know, it's the, the end of the year. We, we work together. It'll be yeah. fun. So yeah. I'm just starting my master's now. The online learning is so hard, man. You have no idea. Oh, it's, I bet. I've never taken an online class before. And it's just like the motivation to want to watch pre-recorded lectures yeah. is so, so hard. And I did, um, I did actually experience that. I went on an exchange in England, like I think it was January of 2019 to June. And then they did pre-recorded lectures there. And I was yeah. like, Okay, so I don't have to go to class because I had like three classes a week. My walk from my res was like 25 yeah. to 30 minutes a day. But I'd always put in the work. I'd walk to, walk to class with that good 30 minutes, get my steps in, yeah. head to the gym, come back. That's pretty much all I did there was just like walk, go to the gym. And, I, of course, I traveled around and stuff. That sure. was really good too. But uh, I kind of went off topic here. But, no, no, you didn't. You're but, uh, yeah, to, like in summary, I got an exercise through just, just – following what I really enjoyed and my passion I feel like I, and I'm really really happy with what I'm doing now and just after getting my first client the other day Evan like I was so ecstatic after like I, yeah. last night I was just thinking all of this stuff I could do for him and just like <laughs> yeah. really like revisiting our our orientation I'm just like I'm so amped man it's yeah so, it's gonna be so much fun that's so cool that's yeah. so cool I think uh, just kind of circling back to um so uh, correct me if I'm wrong so your your master's is really focused on um, like body image issues? Like, is that what you're sort of studying? So I haven't really like, I haven't really thought about my thesis yet. I don't sure. really have to figure that out until next year. Yep. I do, I think, want to do something related to like mindful eating practices um, and either body dysmorphic disorder or mm -hmm. like muscle dysmorphia. Because um, at that time when I was kind of going through that whole, when I was in that whole like terrible headspace, I just kind of thought I was alone and I couldn't talk yeah. to anybody. And it just made me think more about how, how many other people have these thoughts, like yeah. how many other guys are experiencing or have gone through what I've gone through. Yeah. Because mental health stigma for men is just, it's way less sought out than it is for women. For sure. And so especially just, with body image issues, I'd imagine, right? Like you don't like, really hear guys openly talking about that very often. That's what I thought was so intriguing. Well, and we all have this perception Absolutely. of ourselves and always think about maybe like, like, why are we at the gym? A lot of people could be here for reasons because they think it's for them. But yeah. in reality, it could be for the, like, acceptance of other people, like, either following, like, social norms. Yeah. Um, we're in this kind of fad where it is, like, 
popular to go to a gym, be healthy. Um, and it just, I, I think honestly, everybody probably has this, at least some sort of deep minded thought or perception of themselves that, that is somewhat negative or sure. they've been, they can either consciously realize that or unconsciously. Um, fortunately I'm, I say unfortunately and, and, and fortunately just because unfortunately I did have to go through it, but knowing what I do now, building that strong base and foundation of knowledge and now that I've understood the physiology, taking kinesiology as an undergrad of yeah. the body, I can now understand a specific psychological component of humans. Yeah. And that's kind of where I want to take this direction. Like coaching here, I want to continue coaching or training probably for the rest of my life, yeah. if I'm being honest. And if I'm able to, you know, make meaningful or sought, seek out meaningful research within this space and help people and have them not experience so long and gruelingly what I did, yeah. that's kind of like the end goal. That's where the kind of like the end all, end all be all for me. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, that's how you know you're going to do some amazing work is the fact that you're just really passionate about it. Mm -hmm. Like when you find something that you would do for free, not to say you're doing this for free, but like that's how you know you've found what you're truly meant to do, right? Exactly. So that's awesome. Really, really happy about mm -hmm. that. So not that I want to talk about it too too much but I, I do think it's important because I'm sure a lot of our listeners are wondering as well when we look back to when you didn't have necessarily the greatest relationship with food or didn't necessarily enjoy, enjoy or love what you saw in the mirror like was there a, a point where, where you saw that and understood like okay I need to make a change or I need to understand why I feel this way yeah, I think it would have been maybe with just in the past like year, like I still kind of struggle with like certain parts of my body that I think, you know, could be bigger based on just like how long I've been exercising and all yep. of my knowledge. Um, but it's just been kind of like this reoccurring thing. I'm, I'm happy to say that I'm at a place now where I have the food competency and knowledge to feed myself what I know is good for me. Mm hmm. Um, as well as exercising at an appropriate intensity for me because I've struggled with injuries for so long. Just going, just kind of going off of that point, I sought out, sought out Dalton because I had, I had this hip flexor tendinopathy, which, which is what it turned out to be. But I, I had this preconceived notion that I had like terrible hip internal rotation. Yeah. My glutes weren't turning on, which is just like, that's just false. Like that's not the case. That's yeah. just based on like, you know, the previous physios I've seen. But once I got to Dalton and he was like, okay your hip hurts. What do you want to do? I'm like, I want to run again. I want to squat. I want to deadlift, do all these things that make me feel strong. He's like, okay, sick. So it was just kind of about finding that physio that aligned with my goals. I think that's maybe where it all kind of like helped yeah. me bring myself back up and feel better because I was just in this loop of lifting heavy, getting hurt, lifting heavy, getting hurt. And I'm like, when the hell is this going to yeah. stop? So just, just having the, having the knowledge to seek out the appropriate people and just kind of like never giving up really like as, as movement, as movement says, like it's, it's very hard to kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel once yeah. you're kind of in that darkness. But I promise you, like whoever is listening to this, whatever, whoever it reaches to, like there's, there is hope, like do not ever give up. There are always people out there that can yeah. help support you. It's just a matter of really digging and trying to find those people that can help you. And I'd and imagine it's not like a light switch that you just turn off. It's always something that you need to consciously be working at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm just kind of like going step by step now that I like I'm, I'm going a lot more um, smartly about it rather than just trying to rush to the finish line. Because yeah. life's a marathon. It's not a sprint as, as like corny yeah. as that sounds. No, it's but true. It's, 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 oh, it's so true. It's awesome. So um, circling back with like your fitness. So I know you were a hockey superstar. 
Um, Almost drafted fifth round, not a big deal. I knew it. I knew it. I would have guessed second. <laughs> but um, so when did you start to sort of make that switch more to like standard bodybuilding uh, bodybuilding programs? Did you do more like functional fitness, only lifting? Like what was like the next program that you sort of did? So my main kind of focus was like, because I didn't know that much, it was mainly just like, I guess I would call it bodybuilding because it was your standard like bicep curl, bench press, yep. incline press um squats i never did any single leg stuff or like single arm it was all just like because everyone hates it it's <laughs> so <side>. hard <laughs> well that's the you gotta address your weaknesses like humans are they're unilateral beings yeah. like when you're walking and you're swinging in the gate phase you're not on two feet you're on one yeah or just like if you're throwing or etc like in sports you're it's all one hand it's not two so it's it's really important to train those movements yeah especially for life as well like going upstairs same sort of thing yeah that's why i'm like i'm kind of like really preach that sort of thing um uh, and I guess like I kind of transitioned from like bodybuilding and then I wanted a new challenge. So I went towards powerlifting. I followed, I remember I followed like Johnny Candido's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever the hell it was, <laughs> but it just basically, it was just like 75% oh, all the time, which yeah. I learned very quickly was not appropriate no, for me. No, probably not for many people. Sustainability over intensity. Afterwards I was like, I'm like, why is this just ruining my body? And then I figure out like years down the line, like, oh, your body can only produce so much <laughs> testosterone to lift so heavy for so long, which is, it's like two weeks or something like yeah. that. So that's why you have to like, like if I had the money and knowledge to get a coach at that time, I totally would have. Cause I was thinking about competing just like for the shits of it, just because I Something wanted to, to. exactly yeah. just to get that like competitive aspect out of me again. And that drive really like forced me to push myself as much as I could. And I was feeling really good. And then one day I remember I just, my hip was like, oh my God, like this is, this is not good. Like it feels really inflamed. And yeah. I tried getting under the bar and the more I would do that, the more I would just you know, tear myself down. So afterwards I was like, mm, okay, but I should probably rest it. And then immediately I got to Dalton. He's like, well, you can't really make something stronger by not doing anything. Exactly. Yeah. So I just had looked at it the wrong way. And he's just like, there's this stoplight threshold of like pain, green yeah. one to three is good. Yellow, like four to six is, you know, stay around there, but don't go above like six. Don't go on the red. Don't yeah. go on the red zone. That's not, not a good idea. <laughs> I think <laughs> so that's, I, that quick. I think that's the, the, the big change. And I know Dalton and I always talk about this. I think that's the big change with physios today, especially like, you know, these new grads like Dalton, mm -hmm. where they understand not so much if you don't like, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. But like, if your shoulder hurts, doesn't necessarily mean that you avoid everything to do with your shoulder going forward. Mm -hmm. Like you still need to strengthen those muscles. It's just about how you do it. Yeah. That's, it's just principles of adaptation. That's all it is. You, you just and have to have, or you like, could say it nice and eloquently like that. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you just really have to like, that's why I always recommend like trying to find either a coach or, or somebody else who's more knowledgeable in that field. Cause yeah. if you try to do something yourself more likely you're just going to end up screwing it even more. So I'm, yeah, I'm just really happy I found Dalton. Oh, and back to the fitness. Okay, yeah, so <laughs> I completely forgot what you were talking about that. No, man, you're uh, doing good. So powerlifting, tried that, got hurt. Um, and then I also, once I started joining the gym, I was like, you know what? Only lifting might be cool. And I had like some, you know, some shoulder instability, but I started doing it and I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. So I was doing it this with gym, the, when you were at, yeah, at the, so strength. at the old one. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yep. at the old one, then you had those Oli classes. Um, yeah. What was his name? Uh, Mikel. Yeah. So he was actually my TA in like one of my third year classes. So I recognized him when I walked in. I was like, hey, um, Amazing. were you one of my TAs in like so-and-so's <laughs> class? He's like, uh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I think I recognize you. He's like, I'm so sorry if I gave you a bad mark. I'm just like, if you I probably deserved it. But he was a, he was a good TA, good TA, good guy. And yeah. um, I'm, it's too bad he's not around here anymore because I think yeah, he, he, finished up his, he finished up his PhD and moved back. Yeah. yeah. So. 
I, I would have loved to like just kind of learn a little bit more. Like if, if COVID didn't happen, I feel like yeah. I would be at a pretty good spot now in terms of like really dialing in on like mobility and being really good in like an overhead snatch, overhead squat. But you can work with me on that I stuff. S- you know what? I was <laughs> when we were doing the kippings uh, earlier today. Yeah. Isaac was trying to teach me how to how to do a kipping pull up. I'm just like, I don't get it. And then I, I just kept practicing. Actually, yeah. I got like two probably decent ones up there. And then like after the third one, I'm just the pull up isn't that good. So it's that's something that's something I'll work on. <laughs> CrossFit oh. to me is but it was like CrossFit was always this type of thing that was just like, that's the dumbest shit in the yeah. world. Because I see all these people like doing high reps of like Olympic lifts that just shouldn't be happening. Yeah. But like, that's what I like about movement. It's it's unlike any other gym I've been to. The inclusivity is wonderful. And they focus on just like general, like whatever you want to do, do it. Yeah. Which it's not just like some sort of bodybuilding gym, powerlifting, like come in here, train as hard as hell, get ruin your body and then yeah. leave. Like that's not like how it should be, which is, and it, it's nice to incorporate all these types of like crossfit movements because it does challenge me in a different way. And I never thought I would like it, but it's kind of funny how I ultimately like ended up kind of doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Just from like shitting on it so much. Yeah. No, <laughs> hey, hey man, I was the same thing. I remember. So, uh, I've been, I was doing crossfit for quite a while, but I started like at the end of university, midway through university. Mm. And I was just more traditional bodybuilding. Um, so I'd be at the gym for 60 minutes, 90 minutes, two hours. And I remember this one guy who was just jacked would come to the gym for like 30 minutes. He would do some sort of metabolic conditioning piece. And then he was done like, what the heck is this guy doing? So I finally went and asked him. He's like, Oh yeah, I'm doing CrossFit. And I'm like, what? I'm like what? This is so silly. you're moving. What are you doing on the bar right now? It looks like you're going to destroy your shoulders. But if you're doing it in an intelligent way, like it's, it could be a good program, but you shouldn't be like, to your point, what drives me crazy is when someone can't do a pull up strict on their own, but then they try to do kipping. It's like, yeah, you might be able to do some kipping pull ups, but do you think you should be doing that if you can't do the previous movement before it? Yeah. It all, it ultimately like kind of comes down to whatever gym you're seeking out. Like if you have coaches that are just like balls to the wall, like let's go. Yeah you're never going to want to go back to that gym again. And that's why I was like, that's this preconceived notion that that's just kind of like how all CrossFit gyms work. Oh, for sure. But like, yeah, if you have the appropriate program and, and a good knowledgeable coach, like CrossFit athletes are some of the fittest people in this for fucking sure. world. They are so, so fit. My, my cousin's a CrossFit. Uh, she's a coach and a, a competitor out of, uh, she lives in Michigan. My mom's half American. So oh, I have okay. some family just outside of Detroit in Livonia. Shout out to them. Um, <laughs> they'll probably watch this. I'll definitely like text all my family, like, go check out my podcast. <laughs> so, hi, Katie, if you're listening. Um, and her boyfriend as well is like, he's a top like four. I don't know what he's placed. He's very, very fit man. Sure. Done CrossFit for a long time. Owns a gym. I've never met him before. Yeah. They've dated like the past four years, but I just like haven't been able to go to Michigan because we'll go there for Thanksgiving, but I'll have a midterm. So yeah, I haven't yeah. been. And then now that just fucking shit is happening. And yeah can't see them which is too bad but yeah it's it, it is what it is but yeah yeah crossfit it's just kind of i just kind of laugh every day about how i like i t- my tea was with uh with my roommates about it as well like how much i would shit on it and now yeah. i'm just like doing this and i'm just like oh today i did you know x amount of like uh burpees and just like cleans to overhead yeah. and she's like you're doing crossfit i'm just like yeah and i love it <laughs> but it, <laughs> flexing. but it's funny how like rips my shirt off yeah like, oh. i like you know you view what we're doing as CrossFit, but yeah. like it's, 
I, what is CrossFit? You yeah, know what I mean? No, it's just it's just very broad term. That's I mean, it's just like what is fitness? Ex- what is health? Exactly. You know? Like exactly. you don't have to be fit to be healthy. That's no. that's also another thing that no. I bug at. And I, that's why I want to like teach to people when they start to get more clients is just like because you you may like be of a heavier weight and like your BMI may be set number, but that was made by some guy in some lab exactly. who has no idea about all these other determinants of health. Well, um, according to BMI, are you obese? I yeah, think, I yeah, think like I am too. morbidly. Yeah, <laughs> that's oh, too. that's actually another point I wanted to touch on. So um with studying body image i've learned a lot more about just like language like just in within an environment whether that be just like in your family environment um just out on the street or even like a gym if you have somebody in the gym that is maybe of a little bit heavier set and you see all these fit people just talking about oh i'm so fat oh i'm so like whatever right that's sort of like a fat phobic type of type of verbiage that could just deter them from wanting to to, you know, of course, improve on themselves. So that's something I've, I've definitely tried to fixate myself more towards and be more conscious of when I'm around other people who mm-hmm. may look of a heavier set, even though they, like, I don't really judge them or, or, you know, jump to conclusions that much just because I know what I know now, because everybody's going through their own battle. For sure. Right. So, yep. No, that's just a good one point. other point I wanted to touch on. I know I'm, uh, I can't speak on behalf of other people, but I know I'm bad for that too. Yeah. Like, Oh, I put on a few extra pounds during COVID where it's like, no, like I did, but it's, I'm still sure that there's other people out there that wish that they wouldn't have Mm -hmm. put on the, I don't know what I'm going to say, but you know, I know what you mean. (laughs) Okay, cool. Anything else on fitness? Actually, no, sorry. We already kind of touched on this, but Mm -hmm. what would you say your current fitness goals are now? Um, so I'm currently, I think on the fifth or sixth week of the 12 week with Anna. Yeah. When I originally started, I was actually at a, a body fat percentage. Like I knew it was semi lean, but like, I didn't think it was actually as lean as I was. I was like 12 point, it was 12%, I think like flat. And I was on like, in body shit. Yeah. I'm just going to address just because people are going to listen. And I know I've, I've talked about it all the time with in body or anything. It's just really, really important that you compare yourself to your own stats. Mm-hmm. Because my stats will read a certain way and Dylan's stats will read a certain way. And who knows, like, you know, what our body is feeling like that day, what we consume that day. Mm -hmm. We can try to make things as strict as possible, but my body fat percentage, like I can't compare that to Dylan's because we're different people. And that's something I've struggled with throughout my entire life. I've been like, I just need to compete with other people, but yeah, I'm just, I've come to realize like who gives a shit what I'm doing, like, except for me. Right. So I need to more think of, of that like internally rather than externally. Exactly. Sorry. But anyway, so yeah. you're at 14%, you said? I was at 12. So I started at 12 to begin. I was like, oh, I didn't even think I was that low. Um, like I could see some at definition, but like on my Stop body, it. like some, like, <laughs> like you can my, only see eight of them. <laughs> I'm, but like, that's the thing with like body image and perception. Like when I look in the mirror, yeah, sure. Like, I understand that people's muscles insertions are different, and I know that now. But, like, back then, I was like, why aren't my abs, why aren't my lower abs showing? And then I come to realize, like, my abs are just kind of, like, a little bit higher. So, like, right underneath kind of my pecs is where the first one begins and then the other four remaining. And I don't really have anything below my belly button. So I'd always compare myself to other people and be like, why don't I have that? But that's just, like, it just reinforces this negative, like, feedback mechanism that you just put on yourself. And it's it's really unfortunate. So I, it's, it's sort of like that education piece that I want to teach people like hey Susie over here may be squatting 425.5 and be like yeah. 10% shredded lean jeez I want to be Susie <laughs> and then over here you have like um, Genevieve who's <laughs> Genevieve Rise <laughs> I don't know why I said Genevieve but just that's the first name. name that popped yeah, yeah. in my head yeah that's a common one for sure who's like squatting 125 <laughs> 
uh, for like three by six consistently, but you know, uh, I say Susie, she could be like just four hours of sleep a night, be so stressed at work. Yeah. And you know, Genevieve could have a he- happy, healthy life with her kids, loves cooking good food. Um, but just maybe in like some sort of environment or, or like socioeconomic place where that just caused her to gain a little bit more weight or yeah. be like not be able to access a gym like until this certain point in time. So, um, once again, reiterating, just, you know, run your own race pretty yeah. much. Right. So back to Dylan's goal. Sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I keep, love it, man. I keep walking. I'm like, but there, there's there, so many things. The reason I don't want to stop you is because they're good. They're really, really good tangents yeah. that I think a lot of our members need to hear. And I, I think it's, it's nice to hear it from a male's perspective as well. When we're talking about body image issues, cause I think there's a lot of our male members that yeah. may feel the way you feel, but don't want to express that. So and this is something like I'm totally open with talking about just because like, I don't really care anymore. I'm just like, this is going to help people rather yeah. than just like tear them down. And it's not going to help me to keep it all bottled up. That's why I'm just kind of going off on tangents. Cause I've never really like expressed this type of like topic of conversation towards anybody, which is why I was so excited to come on this podcast and share all I know. <laughs> Send them an email, so awesome. Dylan at MVMTS.ca. Yeah. Go crazy. <laughs> uh, so anyways, so my so your, goals, your yeah. big goals. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I was at the first week, 12% and then Anna was like, let's get shredded. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm probably pretty lean. Like, I just want to gain some muscle. She's like, no, we're shredding. I'm like, okay, but I'm not going below 10%. So fast forward a, a couple of weeks, like after my second in body, I was yeah. like 12.5%. I had gone home for the weekend. I maybe like let loose a little bit. Sure. I but, and cause I just saw my family and my friends and sort of maybe snacking a bit more in like my parents' pantry. There's so much food there, man. I hate going home. <laughs> um, and so I was 12.5% gained a little bit of mass and she's like, Okay, uh, did you maybe like train a little bit of salt, a little bit more water? I'm like, yeah, that's probably it. So then, like, <laughs> uh, fast forward a couple of weeks, and then I go for my third in body, and I'm I was pretty consistent with macro tracking and hitting my protein goals, and I was about at uh, I think I ended up being like nine point three percent, which is like the lowest I've ever oh been. Oh my gosh, and I was when just was like, that? This was like a week and a half ago, maybe. Damn. So okay. now I'm now I'm on the the gain train, so I've increased yeah. my calories a little bit, just like. When are you gonna stop doing? Uh Aerobic capacity work. That's how you do in burpees. I love upstairs. it now. No, I I always hated doing car. I call it like aerobic capacity, but like whatever yeah, I call cardio, it, people are whatever. just like cardio. Because but like cardio, I don't like saying cardio because people are just like cardio. Yeah. I'm like it's good for you. I feel so much better, and I have so much more energy now that I start to do it, and that it's like thank God I have a coach for this because I was like there's no way I could do this on my own. Yeah. And Anna's like the king of this. <laughs> yeah. The king of just getting people lean and shredded. <laughs> um. So I really enjoyed the aerobic capacity stuff. And, uh, right now I think for the 42 day challenge that's coming up, I want to start, uh, I want to get back to increase my squat a bit. Cause I haven't, yes. I haven't been under the bar that much, but my hip is feeling good. I'm getting really smart at like increasing the weights incrementally. Yeah. Or you can um, do front or back. I'm doing back. I think I can't, I've, I don't know if I put deadlift or back squat. Okay. But you're going to do squat. I'm going to do a squat. Do. Yeah. And, um, hopefully, you know, see some progress on there. There's a lot of us that are doing, I know, I think I'm doing front squat. Yeah. I want to say Dan was doing front squat. You're doing squat. I think Danica's squatting like, phew, it's going to be the coach's glute gang. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Luke's probably just going to do aerobic capacity. He's a beast. beast. <laughs> he um, comes into the gym. I swear to God, he's on that bike for like five hours. I know. Not Seriously. even break a sweat. I know. <laughs> Nasal makes, breathing the whole time. Makes me so jealous. <laughs> um, so that's my, that's my goals right now. It's just kind of like gain some strength, get a little muscle on. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, but do it smartly. Don't just like dirty bulk. Cause that's, uh, yeah, that's just not good. Especially since I've been in a cut. I don't want to, that's the thing. I don't know if people know this, but like after you go on a cut, 
your body is in such depletion of energy that whatever you put into it, if you go over that threshold that you were at, it's going to want to build more fat cells, not so you have fat cells in your body. And when you gain weight, generally they just increase in size. But when you add on a dumb amount of calories after a cut, your body's like, Oh my God, I've been in starvation mode for this or starvation mode for this long. I'm going to hold on to as much fat as I can for stored energy. So it builds new fat cells, which yeah. is why it's so important to incrementally uh, increase calories over time by like say a hundred a week. So your body can appropriately adapt to it. So over the next couple of weeks, uh, I'm at like 2,100 right now, but I'll increase it to maybe like 20, 26. So that's like a 200 give or take uh, surplus surplus for myself, depending on like what I do throughout that day. Cause I burn on average like 2,400 calories. And once again, there. this is why, and Dylan said it, you know, five minutes ago, it's like, it's, this is where it's nice to have a coach, not just with the fitness mm -hmm. side of things of doing things you don't want to do, but from the nutrition standpoint, like that's all built into the nutrition curriculum for most coaches that you'll deal yep. with all coaches that you'll deal with here at movement strength, but you're not supposed to go through a fat loss stage or in starvation mode for 24 or 26 weeks. It's not mm -hmm. going to be good for you. Mm -hmm. You do need to go back to your maintenance mode and in a surplus, but you don't do it overnight. Yeah. And with like nutrition, I've, I haven't, I thought about taking precision nutrition. I remember one day I was reading cause Taylor has a, she took PN and I was reading one of the books. You're like, Oh, are you, are you taking that right now? I'm like, no. And you're like, okay, good. Don't, don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Cause I mean like it's a lot of money and I, I feel like it would kind of like help me revamp my sports nutrition, but yeah, like I'm pretty, pretty confident in terms of like my nutritional knowledge. Of course it can always be better. And yeah, you know, I can ask Anna of course, cause she's a, almost a dietitian pretty well. Very close. Um, <laughs> and PN, I should say, PN is a, is, is a very, very Caveat. good course. Yeah, it's very, yeah, like it's very good. has it. Brooke yeah. has it. Yeah. I think uh, Dan has it as well. Yep. It's just one of those things where a lot of the principles we work off of or we teach yep. is so similar to PN where it's like it would be a lot of, a lot of um, hmm. repetition for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I, and I care about your dollars, Dylan. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> I care that. I also do too. I've been kind of like <laughs> overtly spending for no reason the past like couple months that yeah. just happens when I get to school like the first couple of months I just spend a dumb amount of money for no reason <laughs> like what I, would you buy like what are you buying last year I bought like four pairs of shoes off of some website and I returned like two of them I rarely ever wear them I bought I was just like yeah these look pretty cool I, <laughs> I need some dope. new shoes <laughs> I barely fucking wear them either I got like some I got like some Adidas like pastel like dad shoes but yeah I, I like I like pulling them off I think I look pretty sick in them <laughs> okay in high school yeah. Were you the type of guy to wear skater shoes? I wore like globe. You wore no. Globe. I didn't wear those yeah, big ass. Did. I didn't wear those big ass ones. No, or like Osiris, like those things. Yeah, no. Stupid. I wore like, I wore a lot of like Nike, like a lot of running shoe type of style okay. stuff. Okay. Some like um, I'm trying to remember. Like I, I was, I did skateboard. So and my brother did too. So and I liked, I liked just like Nike SBs yeah, or just like you Vans. You would have just been kick flipping into the hearts of all I, the high school. Kids I see. I sure. never, I never could kick flip. I was like <laughs> skateboarding was something. I was just too much of a bitch to, like, yeah. to want. Well, you like, still longboard, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I still longboard just yeah. for like just for ease of access. Like that's my it's my brother's board, and I was just like, can I use it? Because he doesn't. He just skateboards around. He lives in yeah. uh, Etobicoke for school. He just skateboards <laughs> around there. So. I'm like, can I just use the longboard to just like get into a front place? He's like, yeah. And some guy stopped me like on Richmond being like, is that a series nine or a Mox nine? I'm just like, uh, I don't yeah, know. man. And then he started talking to me about longboards and he was excited because he ordered like an electric one online yeah. and he was just really happy. He's like, you can't even get those anymore. I'm like, oh, thank God I got a hot commodity simulator. <laughs> yeah, man, I know. <laughs> That's um, the thing I love about people in like, or in London. Like they're either really nice or really creepy, but there's also like some in between. Yeah. 
but it's just it's awesome i love i love being in cities that's the thing with like small towns too like you grow up you know every single person and yeah. every single person knows everything about you which is so i hate that it's yeah I like it it's so much. there's something that's nice about it but then there's a lot of things that and, are like in my town like it's it's not very inclusive and it's it's kind of like this you know Ha yee yee ha yeah. type of place, big trucks, rough country type of shit, and like nothing against we that. We love it's just everyone like, from Port Elgin. It's just though. not my <laughs> thing. Like, and it was a a couple weeks ago they they put like a, a rainbow crosswalk outside of our high school, and two days later people did a burnout on it. So they oh, they really? did they did find them for a hate crime, but I was just like, come on, guys. Oh, man. Like, and just like people on Facebook of just posted dumb shit about like well, there's a res- reservation yeah. just outside of, of my town so there's a lot of just like hatred towards them and, and just like prejudices and it's just it's toxic and it's I, always sad i had to get out of stuff. there yeah that is one thing that i do quite enjoy about london is it is you know i'm not gonna say it's, it's perfect but, oh goodness no. um, <laughs> it is more inclusive than some some For smaller sure. towns that yeah. you'd be around yeah you're gonna get that with like higher population density i mean like of course london and like any city has some work to do but you know we're, we're getting we're there trying. slowly yeah, as, we're a, trying. as a society which yeah. is good um okay so switching gears yes nutrition mm-hmm. i mean i think this is a good segue seeing that we kind of talked about precision a little bit but yes. what has your sort of nutritional journey been like when we think of you know, when you're very, very conscious of what you were putting in your body, when you were probably in way too much of a deficit, like what did, what did that look like? So I was thinking about this last night cause I was, I was like, I know this question is going to come up. So I thought, um, I was like, I, th- I think I like, I would pre prep scrambled eggs, like a big thing of scrambled eggs for, for breakfast the night before with some spinach, some garlic. Like I, <laughs> I was hardly seasoning the damn thing. I hated my life. Cause I yeah. was just like, what do I do to make this taste good? I had no idea. Um, and then for lunch every day I would have two or three slices of lean turkey breast, um, handful of spinach on like multi-grain, nine grain bread or something like that. That was every day. And I remember it was like 300 something calories. So I was just like, yeah, this is good. Wow. And then I would run after I get home on my treadmill for like 15, 20 minutes um, until I broke a good sweat. And then I would eat a cliff bar. And then dinner, I think would just alter between like chicken, rice, broccoli, like, you know, the standard like bodybuilding sure. staples. So that's how it kind of like, like when I first started fitness and that's probably why, you know, I never gained any muscle as well. Like looking back because I would just undernourish my body oh, <laughs> and, sure. it, and that's probably why I was getting injured too. Cause I was just like lifting way more than I, I should have in my, yeah. I was 1300 calories for a growing good. male. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> man, it was not good. No. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, I've improved like my bone density and muscle mass is definitely a lot stronger than it was, uh, or stronger now than it was then, of course, given my like increase in knowledge throughout the years. Yeah. Um, and then going into my second year of university, I was like, I'm going to go vegetarian because I, I took a, an environmental sciences course. And, um, for anybody who, who hasn't done this before, I would definitely suggest it. Um, there's a website or you can just Google like carbon footprint or like water footprint quiz. Go on that. It just basically asks you certain questions about your lifestyle for like the average person just based on norms and eating meat produces a lot of a lot of a lot of water so that was like one thing in my eyes i was like wow i didn't realize i was consuming or just like wasting this much water because like a pound of ground beef i think takes like two thousand liters of water mm-hmm. which is a dumb amount for the small little the hell? <laughs> is that the light i don't know we're in the basement again, obviously. So if you're a bunch hearing of weird, weird noises, do you know what though? A lot of those noises don't come through in the audio. Oh no. Well, we'll oh, see. Okay. But. Well, okay. Sorry. Back to the, so yeah, I went, um, what was I talking? Oh water. yeah. Water, the water footprint. So I 
realized I was like, hey, I'm consuming a lot of water and it's wasteful. I'm gonna be more conscious about my footprint on the environment, given the state <laughs> that we're in right now. It's really terrifying. Um, so I switched to being vegetarian. I didn't, again, screwed myself over because I didn't do enough research into yeah. it. So I would eat like rice and beans and then like halfway through the week, I would just make this big like glass Pyrex container of it, like one of the large ones. And I would put rice and beans in, barely any flavor. Like, I was just purely just trying to get as lean as I could again. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. no knowledge or education whatsoever put forth into this. Um, and I remember like halfway through the week, it would just get like the beans would get fermented and I had to toss it. So I would, on top of that, even though I was trying to save water, I would just waste a lot of food, which is just like, you know, what am I doing here? And coming to realize that now, um, probably not the best strategy. So yeah. I continued to eat like, like I wouldn't eat any red meat. I didn't really like fish. So I'd eat like shrimp and chicken. That was pretty much like the only like animal sources I would eat for protein. And then I moved out of that house my second year, moved into a third house with some people I met on Facebook and three of them were actually vegan. So from my third and fourth year in the house I was in, I learned how to cook and bake vegan and learned more how my body responds to these types of plant-based foods and overall i just feel a lot better i don't really think i need meat to you know build muscle because like i'm hitting my protein yep relatively on like like i still eat like eggs and egg whites and stuff like i'm not and then like fish every once in a while but like mainly chicken and red meat like unless it's on accident then i, I like i won't eat it consciously um so that's where I'm at now. I'm still vegetarian. I might transition towards vegan one day in the future. I did find a good tasting vegan protein powder at Popeye's. It's like Beyond Yourself. Danica actually recommended it to me. So I got like their peanut butter flavor and their brownie batter and it's so good and pro. It's, uh, I like will sometimes shake it up in like almond milk, pour it over like mini wheats or something. I love that. It's so good. <laughs> we just like ordered. Some, uh, we just ordered the driven vegan did one. Did you? To, okay, I'm gonna because so, I know get like oh, I bet that. you Dylan wants to try it or. I know oh yeah, I was talking well. to Luke about that. I'm just like I don't know if it's gonna be good or not, but hopefully we'll, we'll see. We'll try it out because like with any anybody who's tried vegan protein powders, like the chalkiness, it's, chalkiness. it's that's what's hard about yeah. it because the whey binds a lot better to just like whatever yeah. you're mixing it with because it is in a liquid form to begin with. Yeah. Right? So. Um, so your body, you know, on this vegetarian diet, yes. your body's feeling good. Oh yeah. I love it. Cause I'm like not as inflamed. I feel like too. And how um, long have you been doing it then? Like two years, uh, three years? Consistently two. Okay. Consistently two years. Like my third year when I was learning how to cook, um, like vegan, I would, or vegetarian, I would intermittently eat chicken sometimes. And yeah. then going into my fourth year in, in, and then my second year in that house, I, pretty much just kind of like made the full switch and I haven't looked back since. And what's your, uh, what macros does Annalise have you on right now? So right now I'm on, I, I change it kind of day to day. Sure. I'm, I'm usually on like 50% carbs. Do you know what it is in grams? I can Don't pull worry up. about it. Don't no, I can okay. pull it up right now really quickly. I'm, I'm committed to this. Literally like if somebody has a thought, or if, I just, if I just have like a random thought being like, wait, was this person in this movie? I'll literally, like, no one else will care. I'll be on Google my phone it. Googling it or looking it up. We are in the dungeon, though, so we'll see if you get <laughs> any any reception down here. Uh, so 289 grams of carbs, 131 grams of protein, and 47 grams of fat. So that's a 55, 25, and 20. And that's pretty simple? Yeah, yeah. Like, I find it really easy to follow. I feel like for myself, because I am, like, 
starting to have longer workouts and, and hit like more hypertrophy and strength, I need those carbs to help me get through that oh, grueling sure. workout. Like for sure. if my glycogen's low, I'm just going to be screwed. Right. So what are your main protein sources right now? Well, I mean, so the vegetarian, sm- right? So yep. you will do dairy and yep. some fish. <clears throat> so dairy, not so much anymore. Fish. I won't cook on my own. If my dad's going to, cause he just, my dad's like the cook in the family. That's kind of yeah. how I learned to like, right now I can kind of just like wing stuff. Like I'll wing like salad dressings and stir fries and it'll taste really good. And so that's kind of like where I picked up my love for yeah. cooking. Um, but I'll really only like eat uh, shellfish and and seafood if I'm at home. Yeah. Or like even I'm not even sure if I want to eat turkey this Thanksgiving because like I'll eat chicken wings from here to there just because like I'll go out with my boys when I'm home and uh, there's a bar that we go to that just has like really really good wings so I'll just be like oh fuck it so yeah. I'll <laughs> eat some wings but I mean like I'm not too uh, like l- like I'm pretty lenient with with like this and what I if I like have clients in the future where if they're like okay so I'm vegetarian or vegan like should i be eating this this and i'm like eat whatever you want yeah it makes you feel good and it won't make you feel guilty because like we're human like it's it's natural for us to kind of like fall off the path every once in a yeah. while and, and i'm yeah. all about like if it will help you to um help you adhere to this diet in the long term then you can eat eggs you can eat dairy yeah. if that as long as it doesn't like just notice how it affects your body after you haven't eaten in a while like dairy i get really gassy i feel really sluggish um, same thing with meat, like the texture of it just kind of turns me off now. Like I know tofu is like really gross cause it just looks like a sponge, but like yeah. I've just, I've eaten vegetarian and that stuff for so long that like the earthier, the better. Like I, my taste buds have adapted that natural sugars and flavors from like the ground have just like, they just, it just tastes really good to me now. And like, of course you can add spices. Right? Yeah. And I'm, you know, I know Will is really big on this as well. And I a hundred percent agree with him. I think it's important to not necessarily just label yourself with the mm-hmm. foods that you're eating. Right. Mm-hmm. Because if you say I'm a vegan or I'm a vegetarian and then, you know, maybe you do have an egg white or like you have a chicken wing because it's your favorite place in the world or it reminds you of hanging out with your friends or whatever. That is not like, yo, dude, I thought you were vegetarian. Like, what are you doing? It's like, well, no, yeah. I yeah. I eat like an 80% vegetarian diet, but like I partake yeah, in like, other things every once in a while. Like for it's okay. like literally, yeah, like 80%, 90% through the year, I'll eat solely like whole food, vegetarian. Yeah. Pareto's base. law, man, 80-20. Yeah, that's absolutely. It. That's the best split. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So before we go into our questions of the day, morning habits and uh, or sorry morning routines nightly routines do you have any uh morning routine i generally get up i'm trying to get up a little bit earlier so right now i'm like feeling pretty good getting up around like 6 6 15 uh depending on my day i'll usually start the day with something hard whether that be for a walk or yesterday i read a paper before one of my like lab meetings that felt really good to get over so just and or i'll like work out depending on the day so yesterday i worked out um I worked out at night just because that's how my day had aligned. This morning I worked out in the morning, same thing, just happened to be like the time I could work out. Um, so it'll be a walk, um, doing some studying or reading or a workout. So do, doing something hard. Um, usually like right when I get out of bed, I'll usually make my bed, even though that's like kind of a simple task, but like, yeah, you know, it's just good, good start to the day. Get up, brush my teeth. Complete and, that first and, task. Yeah, exactly. Check that off and brush my teeth. Uh, you know, bowel movements, all that good stuff. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, and then uh, get on with my day. You don't um, have coffee? No, I don't really uh, feel like, I don't like the taste of it. I like the smell of coffee. Yeah, I think it smells really good, but the taste of it, I don't like the bitterness and it also just like runs right through me. So it's like, there's no point. <laughs> what about tea? I like tea. 
big yeah. tea guy over will here. you do tea yeah. in the morning or yep. no yeah i'll do like two teas in the morning give or take uh if oh. i'm like at my desk or on the table like doing work i'll have two teas what kind of tea uh so i'll usually drink with taylor drinks so she has like green tea um pumpkin spice i was gonna say we all know taylor just has pumpkin spice everything <laughs> <laughs> the whole house smells like it yeah it's exactly. really concerning but it's pretty good <laughs> um and then uh another one is like lemon ginger but i'll usually stick to like there's a cinnamon one from tim's like an apple cinnamon one that i really like to drink um green tea with like some honey i'll usually add honey yep. just because like i find green tea i don't know like near the end of it when it gets really strong kind of messes with my stomach a bit yeah so the honey adds like a nice little sweetness to it and it's like r- like raw natural honey i get from like my uh uncle's like big, your honey guy oh, yeah, big honey guy yeah. love, love honey so much <laughs> um so you and then before i go to bed sometimes i'll have tea um I keep saying that I want to read more and I ha- I was pretty good with it last week, this week, not so much just because I've been a little bit busier. I don't want to make an excuse for you, but I, I do find it's tough when you're a student. Like I it didn't, is hard I didn't to read wanna, recreationally like, yeah. when I was a student at all. Cause I'm reading so much throughout the day. I have so many different stuff. Yeah. So I'm just intaking all this information and I just want to make sure I'm not like overloading my brain capacity for this stuff. That's very, very important. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I have a lot of time before I go to bed and I just want to wind down, I'm reading a book right now called quiet. It's by Susan Cain. It's about like introvert, extrovert ideals um, and kind of like personalities behind that. So I've learned a lot more about myself because I'm more of an introvert, kind of like a quiet, reserved type of person. I'm not a lot less now, but like when I was younger, like 100 percent. So I was just learning a lot about that. I find it really interesting. I'm like halfway through the book um, and I started it in like, I want to say June or July. But I I was like reading pretty consistently throughout the summer and kind of slowed down now. I was also meditating quite a bit uh, when COVID began, just to, like help calm my mind and reduce the anxiety. Because holy crow, man, that set me on a loop. Let me tell you. Yeah, I think you and <laughs> the rest of like the world, everybody. man. Everybody, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, meditating something. I like. I'll do it when I want to. I know it's something I should be doing consistently to get the main benefits out of it. Um, so perhaps you know, some point down the line, when I when I really want to like allocate my yeah. time towards that, I will. Do you do you eat first thing in the morning or will you do it like, so if you, you worked out this morning, yep. did you eat before your workout, after your workout? I'll generally eat after because I'm a big, big believer in nutrient timing. That's something I haven't, I haven't touched on yet. Um, but usually before a workout, like if, like last night I had a later dinner, so I know I was kind of like filled up with glycogen and, and carbs. So when I get up in the morning, I'm just like fresh, ready to go. My muscles are, are ready to expend that, that energy for yeah. me. Um, and then I eat after the workout for that post nutrition anabolic protein window, yeah. of course, and it's got you two to three hours train. after. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it depends on the day. Like I'm not really that hungry when I get up in the morning. Like I've done intermittent fasting in the past and I've been able to like be up from six to noon without like just yeah. drinking tea or water. It satiates me quite well. Um, yeah. Not, what about nighttime routine? Uh, so anything or not so much. Yeah, no, not really. It kind of varies depending on the day. Like last night I was. Well, the night before, I was watching the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, Tampa. Big, big hockey guy over here, too. Love hockey. I love listening to him. I listen to a couple of podcasts. Um, one of them is Spitting Chicklets. It's yeah, like that yeah. popular bar yeah. I just think it's so funny. And I just like love listening to that type of stuff. Um, and last night was... Uh, got home from the gym after my workout. Showered. Um, walked the dog. Came back. Uh, ate. And then did a little bit of work and then went to bed so what i try to you go to bed usually so give or take depends on the day um of course that always depends right that's like the coach's number one phrase yeah <laughs> um so i'll go to bed around let's say like 10 10 30 i'm not usually up later than 11 
um, be up give or take anywhere between 5 and 6.30, depending on the day. Um, yeah, nighttime routine, nothing really too specific. It's yeah. more of just like I'll put on, I got, I have, I got LASIK surgery last year, so I don't really need glasses, but I'll put oh. on like blue light blocking glasses. Yeah. So that, I actually helped that finally, like, I, I think the research but, uh, like behind that's kind of like wishy-washy just because yeah. it's so new. Um, Even as, but if I it's placebo it and it works, I'm, whatever, exactly. each their own. Yeah, exactly. How, okay, so I didn't know you got LASIK. Or maybe yeah. I did. Maybe we talked about this Probably before. Probably not. No, I, I was, um, I wasn't, I think it's nearsighted, so I could see up close. But far. far away was difficult. Yeah, so I needed same. glasses for that. So I wore contacts forever um, until I finally bit the bullet. Because it was insured, um, I could get uh, I could get LASIK. So I got that last October. I Do think. you find that you see better now and honestly, with LASIK than with contacts? It even? honestly looks the same. Yeah? Because okay. <laughs> that's what it's supposed to be. Like, the contacts are supposed to get me to near 2020. And they say I'm at 2020, but I'm like, it looks about the same. Okay. I mean, we are all in 2020. Yeah. But... The vision. Are you waiting like, for that one? <laughs> like, talk about talk about my eyes, man. I have a killer joke. No, I just came up off the top. Just uh, you know, wow, spit in here. Comic over here. Yeah. Uh, okay, dude. Questions of the day. Questions of the day. You ready? Yeah. Okay. So we're not gonna like we're not gonna rush through it. Mm. We did that with Danica, and I, I didn't love it. I want it to be like thoughtful responses, but you don't need to yep. elaborate forever. Yep. We're gonna find the happy medium. So, aerobic capacity or strength training depends on. The goal? No, <laughs> this is you. What are you? What do you prefer? And it's not even what are you working on right now. What I like do strength you training. I like strength, strength training. training for sure. Okay. Yeah. Barbell or dumbbell? Uh, uh, barbell. Barbell. Uh, rower or air bike? It was rower just because it's easier, but now I like air bike because I think I figured it out. I was telling Maya and Carrie today. I was like, I don't know if you know this, guys, but when you're pulling, say you have your right arm and you're pulling on the air bike, make sure you're pressing down simultaneously with that same side leg so it's more efficient. But yeah. people just kind of like heave on it, so oh, that's yeah. why they take see. It I can't so much. think like that either, though. Yeah, no. When I'm was, on there, I'm not like all right. Push, I was like, pull. what's the most efficient way no. to expend energy on this mode? What I so did you do the 10 minute assault bike test? Yep. Um, Breeze through that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great, right? Um, I always think try to make smaller rotations mm. with the pedals. I don't know why, but like psychologically, I'm like, all right, well, if I make smaller, and make quicker smaller rotations, rotations fix, then it just makes point. it go faster, <laughs> right? So that's all I think about. It's I don't know. These are the things that run through my head. Um, okay, so Greek yogurt or cottage cheese? You can say neither. Neither. Yeah. Yeah, cottage cheese. The consistency turns me off. Greek yogurt. When I did eat it, it was pretty good. Um, it was just like a little higher in sugar. I would always like, I would take like the 0% like big tub of yeah. just like original Greek yogurt. If I was like really serious, make some protein powder and like make like some sort of like frozen yogurt. I'd stick it in the freezer for like 20 minutes, throw some frozen berries. Good to go. I do the that's same a, thing. That's a good dessert. Or, like top some like Walden Farms or peanut butter on that. <sighs> I didn't know Walden Farms was available in Canada until this year. It's the best I've thing seen ever. it on like people's YouTube yeah. videos forever. And I was like, where the hell can I get this shit? It's best thing ever. Where do you get it? Uh, Sobeys. Where do you get it? Well, I, I went to Metro, but now I can't find it at Metro anymore. See, what? that's the same thing with a smoked tofu, because you were talking about that yeah. yesterday with Taylor, and I, I'm like, dude, you got to try the smoked tofu. Like, it's so good. It but is. I can't find it anywhere. And Metro it, is the only place I found it. Well, that's the only place that's, I really I went shot. there before, and it wasn't there. Yeah, <laughs> see, I'm, you got to go to the, the maybe like Metro by my house. Maybe, like, Superstore have it or something. Yeah, Superstore, maybe. I don't know. I just, I don't like, I, I would obviously prefer to always try to go to, like, farmer's market and thing like that, but when I go to... Um, Superstore or something like that. It's just such a production. Like it's a such a big parking lot, <laughs> and I'm far away from the door. Bro, Costco pisses the hell out of me. It's, oh, I hate it so much. But I, I hate it. it but I, I love hate it, it but I love it because oh, every gosh. like we'll go there on Sunday mornings. 
is the busiest time or lined up. I'm like, this store gives me anxiety. Just walking oh, in yeah. and all these people and just so many. Just, yeah, it's the best. It's just consumerism in one spot. It's, what it it's the best, man. It's the best. <laughs> but I mean, like, hey, I'm going there, so I can't really say anything about it. So, so speaking of smoked tofu, tofu or tempeh? Tempeh recently. I, I didn't really buy tempeh that much until this year just because it was a little bit more like expensive like i could get two blocks of extra firm tofu the same price of tempeh but yeah. tempeh is like i mean it's a little bit higher in fat but it's just like it's i like the nutty yeah nutty taste i'm the same yeah. uh carbs or fat mm, that's a hard one i want to say i want to say fat because when I'm like reaching for some sort of snack or when I get a craving, I love chocolate. That's my like go to dark milk, everything, everything. Yeah. Everything. Um, I did, I was camping this summer with some friends and my, my buddy got, uh, like the Hershey's cookies and cream chocolate bar. Oh. And we put that on a s'more and I, I was like, this is the, forever. I was like, this is the best thing in the world. So if you ever have a <laughs> s'more at all, switch yeah. out that like regular, I don't know. It's like Nestle or like the whatever the standard like chocolate is. Nestle, um, yeah. yeah. Um, switch that out for the Hershey's cookies and cream if you're a fan of that because it's very, very good. Oh, ten out of ten oh, for that's sure. That's a good call. Yeah. Uh, favorite unhealthy snack. <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> okay. Favorite healthy snack. Well, okay. Can I? I guess I can. I can count that as like a snack. What? Can I chocolate? Like as a healthy snack? Or does it have to be like a specific like chocolate bar or like trail mix? Or uh, something? It's whatever you want. Um, it's, it's your show, remember? I really like, <laughs> I keep forgetting that because <laughs> I'm the one being interviewed. That's um, right. I really like caramels, um, like the chocolate bars. Oh, yes. Those are really good. Big caramel guy over here. Yeah. I'm just big everything guy. <laughs> what's your uh, big guy? <laughs> what's, your, what's your favorite healthy snack? Um, I really like blueberries, strawberries, big. I like berries. Um, kind of like that, that sugary. Yeah. type of type of taste um i also like uh veggies as well I like carrots or cucumbers dip them in hummus veggies and hummus is pretty good what's your uh so ultimate berry is blue blueberry yeah 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 i'd say so Are you a raspberry fan eh, I, yeah. i'm like indifferent about them blackberries kind of the same thing mainly like strawberries bananas blueberries are like supreme i like apples too like i i forget how much i like apples but when i have one i'm just like yeah it's so good a good one oh, like yeah. a honey crisp oh, oh yeah. my gosh top tier oh, so good with a uh, peanut butter oh. bro um <laughs> blackberries if you get a good blackberry legit but yeah like every yeah, yeah. once in a while well not every once in a while i feel like nine times out of ten they're just like sour mm. i don't mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. um favorite local place to eat local to london I haven't explored that much. Bangkok Pad Thai on Richmond, like right around the corner from us. That's it is superb Pad Thai. Pad Thai, I love that yeah. place. Um, I've heard that there's a pizza place that I'm going to go try soon called Zenza. Yes. I, I don't know where it is. It's on like... Um, is this a newer place? Redu, I think. I think so. I don't know. I heard about it. Um, Taylor has... She just kind of like has some friends that told told her about it. So gotcha. I was like, damn, that sounds pretty good. And actually, so the pizza place right next to Movement, that Papa's... It's, I tried that the other night. Bro, is it good? Bro, it's like ten out. of It was so good. What? I I took the Wait. pizza out of the box. Okay, imagine this: pizza's on my lap. I'm watching. I watched the social social dilemma that night. That's another like it's thing good, I could go off. And, holy yeah. shit! Um, so great, pizza's uh, on my lap. I grabbed the first slice. I'm looking at it. And I'm like, I I just feel like it's gonna be really good. Because when I walked by it the first time, I was like, this is either like terrible, but it looks like it's been there for a long, long time. And the guy just, it's never busy. So the guy like clearly just loves doing it. So he must yeah. put a lot of effort into the pizza. So pizza's on my lap, pull out the first slice, the cheese, 
dude, I'm telling you, it's strung that like pull? probably like 30 centimeters. Wow. It was, I was like, this is how, you know, it's a good pizza. And, and it wasn't like the, it the toppings weren't falling off or anything. Yeah. I just got one with like, it was like cheese and like onions, green peppers, whatever. They have a Panzerati there too that my roommate got. This thing was like the size of like my torso. Like it was huge. Yeah. Cause it's just a whole pizza like folded over and baked. Um, so yeah. Um, Papa's for sure. Okay. I would say, I would say, yeah, if, wow. if, if you ever have the chance to try it, it's so good, man. Yeah. You will not regret it. And I'm a big, like pizza, like a pizza sauce guy, kind of guy. Like if the, if the sauce doesn't have flavor, yeah, like I'm you lost me. Right. I'm the same. Um, what do you, well, we're not going to talk about it in depth. Okay. What are you watching on Netflix right now? <laughs> so I did watch the social dilemma. I'm not really a Netflix person yeah. um, per se. I'm not really like a TV or like, I'll usually like the extent of like things I'll watch is just like sports highlights and like sure. just sports commentary and stuff. Cause that's just like my other interest. Um, I was kind of watch. I know I did finish money heist. I finished that okay. like at the end of the summer. That was the last show I watched. That was pretty good. I think I, that. I think it was you that was telling me I have to watch that. Yeah. Money, a lot of no, good it, was, it was, yeah, it's a, uh, it kind of like, with any show, if it's like a long episode, like you get through two seasons, you're like, wow, that was so good. And then like the remaining two, you're just like kind of falling off a bit yeah, and you're yeah, a little yeah. bit slower, but it's still like kind of interesting. But social dilemma, we're going to talk about it, but I don't, so I don't want to, cause I'm going to get really heated yeah. and I could talk about it so much, but like nearing the end when they were talking about like climate, like I was literally almost in tears, like yeah. when they were talking about climate change and how it's just like, this is basically if we continue on this path of just yeah. like separation through social media and, and all these like platforms, like we're just going to end up killing each other, which it's is a, so f- frightening. It's a great documentary ever. I think like it's, you yeah. should, people should definitely go in. Uh, like it's amazing how social media. It yeah. It's amazing. We're how not talking about it, Don. <sighs> we're not talking about it. Best purchase yeah. under a hundred dollars. Pull up bar. I, I purchased a pull up bar. I had to think about this one. Um, cause I was like, what the hell did I purchase under a hundred bucks? Um, yeah, pull up bar at the beginning of COVID. So one I that would, goes on the door. Yep. So it just hooks on like the the trim of the door. Um, one hook goes like, yeah, yeah, uh, in front, and then there's like two little handles on the the side you're facing. And I would just consistently try to like just dead hang or do pull ups and stuff. Like I've still kind of lost quite a bit of like strength in my pull ups, but your pull up keeps pretty strong. Dude. It could have gone way downhill yeah. if I didn't have that pull up bar. Man, your pull up really is strong. I got that, and I I use it pretty often. I'll just like hang from it, and it feels really good on my spine. <laughs> Uh, most impactful book you've read? Um, 10% Happiness by Dan Harris. That's when I first kind of originally learned about meditation. I didn't know what it was. I read that um, last summer. And I, uh, I just, really good read, really good read. Because it kind of just like breaks down meditation because people think it's like this Buddhist sort of thing where you're just like zenned out for yeah. an hour a day just like lying down. But it's, it's a lot more than that. Which is so like that's definitely um, one I would look into because he like he was a news anchor for like ABC in New York and just like wasn't fulfilled with his career thought he was doing something wrong and yep. then just kind of like kept going down 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 and then he found meditation and just kind of like explains his journey there about like what he found meditation meant to him. So ten percent happiness. Yeah. Okay. Favorite app, not necessarily most used app, just favorite so, app. So I guess he's pulling out his phone, people. I don't know, like. I don't really have a favorite. I like Spotify. I like, yeah, I like, listen, like listening to music and, and, uh, and podcasts. Like you could argue that Apple music and Spotify are like the same. I find Spotify's layout is so much better and just easier to use. Did you have Spotify first? Yeah. Yeah. It's usually yeah. the case. I had a, I had, Wherever an you start. I had an Android up until I got the iPhone eight, like my second year of university. Uh, okay. So I, I was Spotify up until then. Yeah. 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 Spotify is pretty solid. I love it. It's so great. Um, and then last question is 
what is your favorite health and fitness tip? So like, you know, people know you're a coach. You're going to get asked all the time, like, oh man, like what should I do to blank? Like what is like your go-to fitness tip? Um, I would say like I had touched on earlier, um, because someone may appear to be fit and healthy doesn't mean you are. So that's why you should not compare yourself to others because we are in different, different steps in our lives, different journeys. Nobody's book is the same, right? You just take it chapter by chapter, turn the pages, turn the pages as you go, right? Look at you. How long, how long are you thinking of that one? That's a good one. Off the top, man. I'm man, telling you. This guy. Jeez. Um, it's true. We, we talk about all the time that fitness doesn't necessarily equate health. Like you look at there, you know, we know a few Olympians where they're like the epitome of what fitness or health is. And like, yeah, they're super fit on that day, but like they, a lot of them are broken individuals yeah. training for those events. You see the highs, you never see the lows. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. It's like an Instagram reel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did have a question for you if we're, if we're wrapping up here shortly. Yeah. What's so up, man? I was this, about we're this, done now. So I was thinking about this earlier. Um, so you've been at Movement Strength since 2017. You and you, Luke and Will, mm-hmm. have uh, built this Taj Mahal, as Evan had called it. Last. <laughs> Is that <laughs> what he called it? He's <laughs> like, "Thanks for touring the Taj Mahal." I it's like, I laughed so hard after. Yeah. That. Um, so after building this space and seeing what it's become, how have you, or what is like the most influential change that you feel like you have gone through starting that business till now? Ooh, wow! Or like, what is the best or like most um, like key thing that you have learned? That's a really good question. And this isn't scripted, just so you know. This okay. is something that... I want authentic eyes. Yeah, this is authentic me. I think when we first started Movement Strength, um, you know, we all had fairly decent fitness backgrounds. We were all kind of performance-based. And the whole thought was to bring a performance-based level of fitness to group. So it was like a little bit more hardcore, I guess you can say. And we found out fairly fast that like you can't really run a fitness business for the 10% of people that want to go hardcore. So I think that initial shift of like, all right, let's focus more on general population was a big one. But then recently within the past year and a half, the biggest change for our business has been the focus on more individual programming. Like why should everybody be doing the same program in a group? Maybe if they're doing it recreationally for fun, but if it's what people actually need, everybody has different goals of why they're going to the gym. So why is everyone doing the same program? So I think that big shift of where, you know, Dylan wants to put on mass. Maybe Isaac wants to work on aerobic capacity. So Dylan could be doing a strength program. Isaac could be doing more of a cardio program. Um, That was the biggest change. And that like, at the end of the day, we just want to help people. And if that's your big goal or if that's your why, you're going to make decisions that support that argument along the way. So that's always been our North Star where at the end of the day, we just want to enrich lives and whatever changes we need to make to the business to make sure that happens is something that we're going to do. And what about any like personal or life changes, like lessons you've learned within the past three years? For me, it's doing the boring work. Mm. That's a big one. Yep. Where yep. And that can relate to anything. That can mm-hmm. relate to trying to get more fit, to eating the right foods, to running a successful business where there's going to be times where I don't want to message so-and-so or I don't want to pick up the phone and call this prospective new client. But like sometimes you just need to do the boring work Mm -hmm. consistently Mm -hmm. and that'll give you a lot of the times the best results. Being an entrepreneur, this is the case for a lot of people. It's like I, I suffer hard from shiny object syndrome. You can talk to Luke and Will about this. Like, 
in a given day, I'll come up with like 40 different things that I want to do in movement strength. And Luke and Will are like, Isaac, dude, like you need to rein it back, man. That makes me like, we, that's a great idea, but like, let's just focus on blank for now. So, uh, just consistently doing the boring work is a, is a big lesson that I've learned. One thing I do, um, find that has repped off on me that, that comes from you is ambition. Mm. I find that you are very, very much driven. And like you said, doing the boring work, um, just, just, just always putting in the work, man. You're just hustle, hustle, hustle. We, we <laughs> compared it. I had my calendar open yesterday and, and yeah. Isaac had his, he's like, it looks pretty similar. I'm like, yeah, we're just hella busy, bro. <laughs> Same colors and everything. <laughs> like, dude, is that my calendar? At first, <laughs> my first thought was what the hell is Dylan doing with my calendar on his computer? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, no, we had to move today's podcast because Dylan's busy schedule, man. Yeah, I know. It's just a lot going on. That's the thing, too. Like, I've, this is the first time I've had a part-time um, job, but it's taking up a lot more of my time than I thought Yeah. Um, with school. So it's been a big shift in terms of, like, time management and prioritizing certain things. But I'm, I felt terrible about it, like, the first week of school, so, like, three weeks ago. But now I'm, like, I'm starting to kind of get into this flow, which yeah. is great. Well, I think that's the big thing, too, is that, I don't want to put thoughts or words in your mouth, but I don't think you view this as a job. No, I not really at all. do think you view <laughs> no, it as I like, I legitimately want to help people. Yeah. So like when you were with Evan, you didn't do a 90 minute assessment. You took some more time because you, you wanted to make sure like like you gave him a really good experience, yeah. but also that like, you just wanted to be able to help him more. Absolutely. So yeah. you really care. And I think that's why I really appreciate you. But I think that rubs off on a lot of our, our members as well. They can tell. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Like I've always, my entire life, I'm, I'm like putting my foot forward for other people and I would never take care of myself. So I, I've had to definitely learn, especially now, given the whole, all this, the shit show that we're in, um, you have to take time for self care because mm -hmm. who's going to take care of you except for yourself. Like no one knows what you're going through in your own mind. So it's, it's up to you to try to, you know, seek out whoever, or whatever will make you feel better and that's why i'm all about like routine like if i'm out of this sort of loop it's sure. just the same thing with like when COVID happened everybody's like my routine's out of whack i feel shitty and then it's just this downward spiral that kind of continues so yeah learning like of course i'm going to continue to help people because that's what i love doing and that's what i've always loved to do but you just have to kind of understand and then know when to take that step back for you in mm -hmm. that time for you because that's what's the most important. If you can't help yourself, how are you supposed to help other people? I was just about to say that. That's perfect. Very cool, man. Um, I know it's it's blown by, but we've been talking for like yeah. an hour and five minutes. An hour? Uh, yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah. All about you. I could oh. keep going for another one. I know two. you can. <laughs> I know you can. We'll have to do another one. Yeah, I tell this sure. to all the coaches. I would love to do another one. You've man, been like, Bro, I, I tell this to everybody. I'm like, if you guys come up with ideas of what you want us to talk about, like, just do it. Like we'll come down into this beautiful basement <laughs> and hash it out. We'll decorate it. Well, I was thinking, I don't know how to make it better. I like the grime of it. <laughs> I'm cool to take coaches down here, but like for member interviews, I'm like, I don't know if who is a better podcast setup, movement PTs or movement strength. Yeah. Oh man. The movement PTS. I think they just had a Dalton was, I think he has more of a legit, legit setup now. Yeah. No, they, I, I appreciate their work too. Like everything they've done, like they've oh, come yeah, a long awesome. way. It's awesome. It's Club. good to see. I love uh, Mr. Dolly. He uh, he just sent us a message because he obviously still had some clients. He was working with Evan. Yep. So he just passed off Evan, which is his last client here at Movement Strength. So he's like, I think I'm officially done. You could retire my my Voxer and my my whatever, my email Hang address. Hang the jersey from the Movement Strength rafters. It pretty well. Yep. That's just it. Just a big Dalton's face. Dolly. Dolly, <laughs> Dolly, Dolly. Um, all right, dude. Is there anything else 
that is on your mind or anything else you want to cover before we end this masterpiece of a podcast? Um, no, I think I'm, uh, I've got all I, I needed to say today. I think people have heard enough of my, my voice. They can never <laughs> hear too much of you. Oh, I'm surprised. Like, I know you were talking about you being an introvert. You dropped like four F-bombs. I'm going to have to mark this thing as explicit, bro. <laughs> well, when you I'm get so me in impressed. a closed environment with people, I'm you did ask. That come out. I, you did I, ask. I, I did. Like, Can I, I swear? Did ask, like, yeah. Go crazy. I was Be like, a sailor. I want to know how... How clean the podcast Yeah, We have to shoot this tw- twice case, because the first Scarlett's one. In case Scarlet's going to be uh, listening <laughs> in Scarlet Summer, I don't want them to take no. the terrible language from no. me. Sorry, I was, Luke, I was just about to say, we had to shoot this three times because every time Dylan was just F-bombs this <laughs> and F-bombs that. No, no, no. Hey, I love my spinach, man. I what can it. I say? Popeye. Love that. <laughs> uh, honestly, though, thank you for taking time today. Um, by the time this podcast comes out, it would have been your birthday. Everybody, yes. Dylan's yes, birthday my, is today o- is September thirtieth. Tomorrow, October first is, is the big two three. Happy, uh, happy early birthday! Thank you. And thank then you. for everyone listening, you can they can say happy belated birthday to Mr. Dylan. Love nothing more than that. No, nothing more. Yeah. Keep it simple. Okay, dude. Once again, thank you so much for everybody listening. If you guys got value from this podcast, please feel free to share it with friends. I know Dylan's going to share it with his friends out in Michigan. (laughs) So thank you for that. But if you guys did get value, make sure you rate us five stars on the iTunes or the Spotify. It does really help us reach more people. And with everything being said, thank you guys so much. Hope you have the best day ever and bye for now.